0: record.
1: Hi, hello, and welcome, everyone. This edition of the Sugar Frost Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I am Brian Reeves, and of course, to my left is John Perdue.
2: Yes indeed.
1: And to my left is Scott Biting. Hello. So how you guys been? Been well, thank you. Yeah? Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. There's been some some interesting things in pop culture here lately. I I saw that William Shatner just turned uh 92 here recently. Oh. Uh, a 96 year old Dick Van Dyke was recently in a car accident <laughs> and was that. the fucking driver. That's right. <laughs> but that's not the first
2: time he's done that. Apparently, he's had a propensity for having car accidents.
1: Who, 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 who thought this was a good idea?
2: Well, he's got, 96. From what I read, it's like the, the LA police decided maybe he shouldn't be driving, and I think they, they're looking into revoking his license.
1: All right. It might not be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh what else um okay uh this year marks uh I was going to edit. we we postponed this edition. So <clears throat> it was supposed to uh, be recorded a month ago and I was going to mention that uh at that time it was 60 years ago that month uh, well in March that the album Please Please Me was released in the UK. Oh wow! Sixty years ago. Oh. And, and you know, it's too bad the Beatles didn't contribute more to pop culture. I, I'd <laughs> love to talk about them on this. Show. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to them? <laughs> uh, this year also marks the 60th year for the Kinks, one of my favorite bands. Yes. Uh, but getting to this episode, you know, spring's in the air. Yes. We're, uh, baseball seating season's just, uh, starting to get going. We just finished up with the NCAA playoffs. Um, unless you went listening to this in the winter and that case, we're really excited about <laughs> football season, getting ready to start. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, American love sports. Americans, I mean, love sports and, all things sports related. Um, two of the most recorded songs ever. What do you think they are? I mean, seriously, ever. The most recorded song? Yes. Ever.
2: Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That is one. Um,
1: uh, I don't. You've got to be a football hero. What is that? What? You got to be a football hero <laughs> to get know. along with the beautiful girls. I don't know that. Oh, that's a- that's that's a new one uh, or an
0: old one. I'm it just- is an old
1: one. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, the sports uh, they, the, the sports players and the sports themselves they, they've influenced clothing, mm-hmm. uh, what we drink and eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sports figures, some of the most influential people uh, in pop culture, especially in re- regard to uh, the younger people. You know, we 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 grow up with these figures mm-hmm. and what they wear, and you know, everybody wanted to wear. Uh, I'm not saying he started it, but wearing your baseball cap backwards was. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you put that with? Ken Griffey Jr. Right, right. Uh, like, okay, we use terms like, uh, the street three strike rule mm-hmm. that they, they it's in our everyday language or lexicon, right? Yes. Um uh, and, and things like might as well punt. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, sports in America is, is a big freaking deal. I said freaking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sports and the people who play them appear in movies, on TV, advertising. Some of my favorite classic cartoons, like baseball bugs, uh, and trading cards, and music. I'm looking at you, Jim McMahon. <laughs> yes, Jim
2: McMahon. <laughs> oh,
1: he had his moment the in the sun. The Super Bowl shuffle. He, yes, he had his moment in the sun. Um, you know, Not to mention songs like Center Field. Oh, yes, John Burry. Uh The song Talking Baseball. Remember that one? I kinda kindery. Yeah, oh. that's right. Uh, the they one about like, Mickey and y- yeah, yeah they, well right. they had them for different um locations, you know, they oh, had them yeah. for, for different markets. So it was, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh they had one for for Cincinnati here which hmm. was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um not uh, not to mention Bassetball Jones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Got a basketball Jones.
1: <laughs> and you know, uh, of course, that uh, Cheech, uh, Cheech and Chong and Cheech sang it, and it's credited to Tyrone Shoelaces.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that I did not know. Yes.
1: And uh, uh, I, uh, I, I should you not. Some of the musicians that took place on that track include Carol King, really Carol King, Billy Preston, oh man, Michelle Phillips, mm-hmm. oh, and George fucking Harrison. <laughs> 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 Who are those people? <laughs> Sports—they've uh, impacted <laughs> in large and small ways nearly every facet of popular culture. Um, the first, at least that I could find baseball movie titled The Ball Game. Dates back to guess when. Any guesses? I'll guess. Don't look it up over there. Uh, Scott. Well, is that well, I, I, it I, would, I would
2: never. <laughs> it is Scott straw but I'll guess. I'll take a guess. Mm-hmm. How about 1934?
1: Close. Yeah. 1898. <laughs> okay, so not close. <laughs> I was. Off I by mean, seriously. Years. I mean, how long had movies been around by then? I didn't know there were movies in eighteen ninety-eight. A, a year,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and baseball predates that by twenty years. <laughs> yes, baseball, as you as people may or may not know, originated here in Cincinnati with the Cincinnati Redlegs back the in eighteen 18- red stockings. Yeah, red stockings. Eighteen sixty-eight was that the eighteen sixty-nine? Eighteen sixty-nine. Okay. So, and then they had to wait. 11 years for someone to play. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were the only team. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guys just playing
0: with themselves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And probably the the Reds switched from the American League to the National League Uh because at the time back then, in the American League, you weren't allowed to sell alcohol. Is that In right? the ballpark. So the was Reds were the, like, fuck that. Was that <laughs> the difference between the Yes, oh, absolutely. Wow. That I did not know. A German town like Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. They're not no going to go for that, right? Yeah. Germans like their beer.
2: Yeah. Just spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Irish do, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and French people like whatever you give them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I, 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 to me, I think most um, sports movies fall into three categories. Mm-hmm. Okay, the underdog, yeah, the redemption story, mm-hmm. and the true story. Okay, I can see that.
2: I can see some overlap in that too. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And uh, now there are exceptions, and there's there's other ones, but I think those are the main driving forces of most, uh, not just baseball movies, but sports movies. Mm-hmm. And today, we were originally going to talk about just sports movies in general, but mm-hmm. we realized quickly that, holy shit, there's a lot there's of sports so many. movies. Yeah, we, we
2: realized that we had bitten off a lot more than we could chew with just an Which overall is, a topic of sports movies. And, you know, there's, there's hundreds of them. And they're all worth talking about. Yeah, so that that we kind of had to narrow that down,
1: right? So so today, since it is spring or winter, or, and it is the 30th
2: anniversary of the release of the Sandlot,
1: today, is it really?
2: Today is the 30th. Anniversary. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness! I so did we'll not be know talking that. about that and
1: baseball movies th- baseball in general. Yeah, baseball. movies. So uh, uh, I uh, and I, I, I got to tell you, I. I Started to panic a little bit when you you switch it up because we were going on we were going on sports movies and I was like okay and then you said let's switch it up to just baseball and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> <Do I>? <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out yeah there's still a shit ton to talk
2: about right it seems like half of the sports movies are are baseball related and and you know we can discuss why that might be. Baseball has a hold on this country that the other sports don't really. It's it lingers now. Maybe that's changing as the demographics of the you know the country right. changes, you know the the ethnic makeup so whatever. Um, but for decades and decades it was baseball. Now I got to say, I like baseball. I know you are a huge baseball fan. I love baseball. I'm a baseball fan. I if given my druthers. I would watch a football or hockey game because those are my lo- – football and hockey are my sports loves. Right. But I know you like baseball. Scott likes no sports. He, he is not a sports he's guy. a sports. A sportual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said earlier, I thought we were talking about sports.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I, I, I enjoy football. I like football a lot. Mm-hmm. But baseball, yeah, yeah. Baseball's Baseball's baseball vision. just it
2: it immerses a community. It seems like the community will. You think about what you would call a baseball town. You would certainly consider saying Cincinnati a baseball town Absolutely. over a football town. Yes, or even a, a soccer. You know, the soccer team FC Cincinnati here wildly popular. They're playing tonight. Sold it out. There were there were announcements about show up early because. You need to get into the state, be able to get into the stadium. 25,000 people. But baseball still has its hold.
1: Well, and even, even um, you know, the Bengals are now hugely, I mean, oh, well, yeah. they, they've maintained a popularity through the, the, the bad days. Sure. But in the last three years, shit. Yeah. I mean. It, How do you it, think it, of other baseball towns
2: for certain St. Louis? Yes. For certain San Francisco, <sighs> mm-hmm. even though that's a transplanted team. Still, you know, right? New York certainly a baseball town. Chicago a base, big baseball yes. town. So you have these where, for decades and decades going on over a hundred years, hundred, you know, in Cincinnati's case, we're looking at we're going on hundred and forty years, a mm-hmm. hundred and sixty years of professional baseball in Cincinnati, and you don't you don't get that with the Bengals who came into existence in nineteen sixty. <clears throat> Or FC Cincinnati that came into existence in, you know, its first iteration 2013 or whatever, you know.
1: Oh, the, the, the other thing about that, uh, when I was looking at all these baseball movies is one of the things that stuck out to me is how many baseball movies are also about... They, they seem to embody a lot of relationships not only between players, but like, like players and their girlfriends, and right, the, the baseball seems to be part of the life.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, there's a lot of, and we'll discuss it. Um, a lot of sentimentality yes. in baseball movies that you don't see, perhaps, in some of the other
1: sports genre movies. Yes, right uh, yeah, even football. It's just, I think the there's more nostalgia. That's. That's kind of what I was
2: looking for. Is that it's the nostalgia of, of baseball. It's just got that that the hold of the imagination on this country, and it's and it's not just this country anymore. Obviously, right? So it's a baseball is now a worldwide thing. I mean, the World Baseball Classic by all accounts was this huge success and it it you know million tens of millions of viewers <clears throat> and right. just compelling storylines and everything and
1: um yeah it's a it's a global phenomenon yeah uh, d- d- but the, 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 the baseball seems to have embedded itself in american culture right and i don't i'm not sure that's ever going to change
0: yeah why well, i i think it helps that anybody can play it Right, just starting. You don't yeah. need a whole lot of fancy equipment. Right, and when it right, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get, bring that
2: get, up get, like football and hockey. Get your broomstick and a ball. Equipment. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean stickball in in the streets yeah. of New York is just you know a broomstick and a wadded up bunch of duct tape. Yes, so <laughs> um, yeah, but hockey, you have. This big investment in the equipment, hockey equipment, is apparently not cheap. I did not grow up in a hockey town. I grew up in Tampa, which is, oddly enough, now a hockey, hockey. town. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then, <laughs> when I was growing up there in the 70s, it was not... You know, nobody cared about hockey. Right. Um, not so much. And the only game there was football. Football is big, is the big thing in in Florida, it always was when I was growing up, was football. Right, right. Um, but now there's... There's baseball and hockey, um, but baseball—it's it, accessible, like Scott was saying. Yeah, you know, you, you uniforms are not that expensive. You don't have a lot of expensive padding or helm, you
1: know. Right, and it, it's easy to get together in somebody's backyard. Right. Do some makeshift bases. Mm-hmm. You have a bat. You have a ball. That's really right. all you need. Yeah, right. You don't even need the the uh, a glove. it's, mm-hmm. it's right. And it's, when I was growing up, it was it's
2: baseball's illegitimate cousin, Wiffleball. ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It was it's, it's a, a, a bare
0: bends operation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So now, um, John. Yes. How about you take us uh, on our first uh, okay well excursion to a, a baseball move? Where movie. Do you
2: want to go? Let's. You want to start. Early on and talk Start about uh, wherever you Pride want. of the
1: Yankees? Pride of the Yankees, yeah. well, now, Technically, that's not
2: uh, last half of the 20th century. It was it was 1942. Right. Um, and technically, not really a baseball movie. It was more, it was almost like a documentary. um. But for those of you that don't know, it was, it was about Lou Gehrig.
1: The inventor of Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I knew that was Kevin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is
3: just wrong. So wrong.
2: So wrong. Yes, it's about Lou Gehrig, who was played by Gary Cooper yes. in this movie. Um, what was cool about this movie was you actually had the real stars. You had Babe Ruth. You had Stan Musial in it. I remember see, watching that uh, movie when I was a kid and thinking, "Wow,
1: well, that—I mean, that's really Babe Ruth."
2: Yeah, and what I think there's there's a little bit of a misconception with the the story of the kid in the hospital, right? And Babe Ruth says, "I'm going, could you hit a home run for me?" That's actually Lou Gehrig. Ah, and it was two home runs. Yeah, so uh, I, so
1: the, the story
2: still, I think, is largely apocryphal, where it may or may not have happened. Right, but the story, the original—I think it, it became sort of like, like a the dis- cold shot. Yeah, it, it became distorted into this thing where, well, Babe Ruth visited the kid in the hospital and promised the kid he would hit a home run. Well, that was actually Lou Gehrig. Okay, so, um, but it wasn't wasn't a baseball movie. Uh, so, you, the, for those of you who don't really know the story of Lou Gehrig, he was called the Iron Man. Because he played all these conse- he held the consecutive games played until Cal Ripken Jr. broke that. Right. Um, I guess it was in the nineties, early two thousands. Uh, but Lou Gehrig could feel himself failing, and he, it alarmed him. So during a game, I think it was against Detroit, he basically came up to the manager. Well, I can't remember who the manager was at the time. He said. You gotta sit me. He's like, I'm I'm doing more harm than good to you know, the team. So he sat that ended his streak. A little bit later on, not too much after that, too much longer after that, he had a uh, had a had a consultation with a with a physician who said, Oh, you have ALS, you know, your you your days are numbered, your, you get your affairs in order and whatnot. Right. Um what really happened, though, apparently, is he got an over... In real life... In the movie, he's delivered this bad news, kind of like a like a doc, very frank doctor. Well, here's the deal. Just no... Google, cut the shit. Here's what's going on. In real life, apparently, he was given a much different prognosis. He's like, well, there's a 50-50 chance you're going to pull through. And the very worst, you'll probably walk with a cane. This and that. And this was... By the way, this was a physician from the Mayo Clinic. Right now, I don't. You, you. The Mayo Clinic is now regarded as one of the premier. Yeah. Medical institutions, if not in this country, in the entire world. Yes. But that was what they did back then. Was they sugarcoated things? That's not what they do now. Now it's considered unethical for a right. doctor to give a uh an unf, unfairly or 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 in. A, a diagnosis that doesn't paint an accurate picture but back then it was a common practice um, the other thing uh, oh, the quote sorry, <laughs> I was looking for the quote one of the most, defo- the famous quote today I could consider myself the luckiest, luckiest man on the face of the
1: earth so yeah, that and uh, I guess the real speech he alluded to that early mm-hmm. in the speech, and in the movie it was like the, like the ending. end of the speech. Yeah, you know, that's how we ended the speech. Yeah, I have a I have a curiosity at home. It's a it's a
2: recording. It's a CD of all of these famous moments, like called like uh, when Bobby Thompson hit the home run, right you know, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant, it's all these right. famous call. Havlicek steals the ball, all those famous calls. Mm-hmm. And that's one, well, it wasn't a call like a broadcaster, but it was the Lou Gehrig doing this. There's a recording of that. Right, right. Um. So, yeah, I it, again, it, it was worth touching on just because it was
1: a baseball movie. In- well, and the other thing is, I there have been that moment and that speech has shown up in all kinds of different, Movies yes. and things since then, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's not from his actual speech but from that movie, <laughs> right? They right. don't think they don't, they're, they're thinking of Gary Cooper, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You remember right. when Gary Cooper played baseball,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of a good place to start because it's that's near the beginning, night, like I said, 1942. You know, not in our wheelhouse for pop culture, but it kind of acts as a
1: genesis. You know, and uh, one of the things I thought was cool about it, the, adapted by uh, Herman Mankiewicz, which he was the co writer of Citizen Kane. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Mank. Uh, I mean, he, uh, one of the writers in Wizard of Oz, I mean, he was one of the premier Hollywood writers.
3: Mm.
2: So, what do you got? What do you want to talk about? How about. Major League. Okay. Yes, we're gonna get right into the right into the meat of it. Okay. Hold on. Incoming. Yeah. <laughs> Brian lives near the air. <laughs> I live near a hospital. Yes. Brian <laughs> next oh, so actually clinic. a Mayo Care. Clinic. Yeah. Hospital. Is it really? It is part
1: of the Mayo Clinic uh okay. network. Bye. I was so waiting I, for radar to show up. I, I, I know, so I have helicopters <laughs> buzzing my house once yeah, in a while. Yeah, going to the <laughs> hospital.
2: Right, <laughs> that's right. You can throw a rock and hit St. E's from here. Yes. Yeah. So, so Major League, yeah, one of my absolute favorite 1989 not just movies it, but
1: of all time. Man, this movie I, I thought was so well done. Yeah it was just it
2: was comedy from start to finish as far as that and i just love how they developed the characters in it yeah um, you know uh, my personal favorite character is dennis haybert's um, character hayes dennis hayesbert um, serrano oh oh yes yeah. yes yes who who now does the, the insurance did cover. yeah and did the uh, yeah the insurance commercials for all state uh, yeah, uh, serrano yeah serrano pedro serrano uh it had Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen. Now those two yes. were in what other movie together? Platoon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tom Berenger, along with Willem Dafoe, obviously. But yeah, those two reunite. Uh, I can't remember. They were close together. I actually, Platoon was first, and then Major League came. So they kind of reunited in Major League.
1: Um, but yeah, those the Charlie inter- Sheen was great. Charlie
2: Sheen's great. Everything. Uh, he Come is.
1: On. I mean, he's a, he's a really underrated actors. So these three the
2: three just as an aside. The three actors will I will where I will watch whatever it is if they're in this movie I will watch it. It's like the holy trinity for me. John Cusack, Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen.
1: I I will go with all of those. Yeah,
2: I yeah. will watch anything those three are in. And if they ever all make a movie together, holy shit. So but yeah, Major League had uh, 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 not Omar Epps. I Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I want to say Omar Epps in that. So Wesley Snipes was in it as Willie Mays Hayes, who, <laughs> according to him, uh, runs like Hayes, hits like Mays. So that's a reference, of course, for you people that don't know a lot about sports. Is runs like Hayes is Bob Hayes, who was a very fast football player who played for the Dallas Cowboys. Alright. And of course Mays is Willie Mays.
0: So, so obviously it's not so- like corn.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, no like my M A So not M A I Z E, right? Oh, damn. So, <laughs> You've, so obviously you obviously it's my childhood. Yeah, so somebody that runs like runs like Hayes and hits like Mays would be a pretty good guy to have on your team, right? Um, except as as the manager of
1: uh, yeah, you run like haze, yeah. you hit like hell. yeah. You might run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the dude that played Lou was uh,
3: <laughs> the, uh, Lou, well, you the
1: manager. Him a, it was great. Give him the big shit burger to eat every time we win a game. And this this uh,
2: this follows a theme that you see in a lot of these movies where. It's the downtrodden franchise, the downtrodden team. Something uh, happens, the redemption. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier. Right. Something happens to turn their fortunes around, and it's a feel-good story. It happens with a lot of these that we're going to talk about. Uh, But yeah, this is definitely one of those. You know, the premise is they're set up. the The owner wants to relocate them to somewhere else. So somewhere Uh, other than Florida. It was Florida. Yeah. Right. Anywhere else but Cleveland, and you know it's hard to blame them. Right, because <laughs> it, it's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: which Cleveland is fine,
2: yeah, is it? it but some winter say sucks. it rocks. Winter really sucks there. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, as the owner wants to move them to Florida, and and the only way to do that is to break somehow they get out of the lease by losing a certain number. Right. This is kind of a convoluted story plot, but yeah, yeah. Um, But you get the gist. The bottom line is they they're set up to they're set up to fail. Um, and fail they do for a while. But, <laughs> but then, you know, their fortunes turn as they, you know, they start to gel as a team. It's this, you know, the concept of teamwork eventually will prevail over whatever sort of adversity you might have. Um, uh, has a great star turn by Bob Uecker, as we know.
1: <laughs> Bob Uecker stole every <laughs> he, moment he that did. he was in the movie. Um, you know, not not to do a callback to catchphrases, but I have a
2: feeling in this episode we're going to do callbacks to the catchphrases episode. Oh. Just
1: a bit outside. Just a bit. <laughs> out. We never get the close calls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's too high, man. It was too high.
1: <laughs> and then uh, Rene Russo mm-hmm. played as Tom Berenger's love interest, right? Um, um, and as an aside. Scott, you're a fan of Scrubs, as am I. Yes. Neil Flynn, who played janitor, played as a longshoreman who uh, started <laughs> off not believing and, and became a fan.
0: Of course he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ugh, you guys like Scrubs, huh? I,
2: I uh, like Scrubs. Oh, God. Okay. We'll just, okay. a we'll we'll our, our Scrubs episode, fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be taking a night off during the Scrubs episode.
0: Real quick, did you know Bob Euchre was brought in because of his acting ability for Mr. Belvedere? What? It wasn't until after they met he realized he was a broadcaster. Is that right? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah actually, I had read <laughs> something about that. Yeah. But I... I can't believe they didn't know he was a broadcaster, Uh, having been with the Milwaukee Brewers for 20 years at that time. Yeah, but he had been a broadcaster for Milwaukee for, well, yeah, 30 years before that. I
0: mean, But it was the Mr.
2: Belvedere that that landed the gig.
1: Uh,
2: I guess that shows you how much people pay attention to Milwaukee. Baseball, uh, d- yeah. You know? uh, much like Cincinnati. Yeah, great. yeah, granted, Milwaukee has had no no baseball success whatsoever. True. You know, so I understand. Despite their glorious history as a I mean, if you think about Milwaukee baseball, started off with the Braves. They've had baseball in Milwaukee for almost a hundred years. Just right. no success, you know. Even and, with Hank Aaron. Yeah, he went right. You can't win with Hank Aaron, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, become the Brewers. Yeah, you're right. You become the Brewers. Um. So yeah, Major League. I I never saw the sequels. I didn't want to see the sequels because the first the first one was so good. I think I saw the one after that. Hated it. Yeah.
1: But I didn't. Like it just anything.
2: sequels just ruin everything unless it's The Godfather two. You know, or or Star Wars or uh, Beat Street. To electric boogaloo. <laughs> well done. <duh. laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but you can count on your, you know, fingers of maybe two hands.
1: Sequels that were as good as the original. Oh, you know, absolutely. It's, just, it's hard to. It's no, hard to I, duplicate. They. I would say that, you know some major franchises have gotten better at it here lately, mm-hmm. but back in the day, right? Sequels were, were never right. Expect they were all money grabs. Yeah.
2: Ex- yeah. That's exactly what it is all about. All about the money. Yeah. So.
1: What else you got?
2: How about Eight Men Out?
1: Oh, uh, don't get me started.
2: Eight Men Out is a very compelling um, movie for me.
1: M- me as well.
2: Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. I think there's a lot of layers to Eight Men Out. Um, again, stars John Cusack. Yes. <laughs> Um, his Ray not Ray Liotta? Um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie yeah, Sheen. sorry, yep. Charlie Sheen. John Mahoney. Yeah, John Mahoney. David Strathern. I yeah. think he was in it also. Um, he's one of my favorite character actors, by the way. He was in. Um, he was in We Are Marshall. He was in some of those Born like the Born Identity movies. Uh-huh. Very good. David Strathern is a very good character actor. And for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, if you see him, if you Google him, you see him as like, oh, yeah, that, that guy. That guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. He's been in so many good things. Um, obviously, Eight Men Out is about the Chicago Black Sox scandal. Yes. Which is uh, happened in 1919. 1919. Um, mm-hmm. This is of particular interest to me... For two reasons. One is Shoeless Joe Jackson is from Greenville, South Carolina, where I lived some of my, a lot of my ten years of my life, and went to college mm. there. That's um, why we call you Shoeless John, <laughs> <Dude. laughs>
3: and,
2: and and the fact that I don't wear shoes anymore. <laughs>
3: yes, <laughs> Just even you would <laughs> <laughs> wash your feet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, because the team that. The Black Sox played in the World Series, was the Cincinnati Reds. Right. Um,
1: I have a couple bones to pick. Okay. With, and it's not just this movie, Mm -hmm. but the perception in general on the Black Black Sox uh, scandal. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, in this movie, and in most of the lore, they act like everybody thought it would be completely impossible for the reds to be able to beat them. I agree Suns. with them.
2: I agree. There were six or seven Hall of Famers on that team. There, mm-hmm. they were and we'll talk about it in a second, but I I agree with that premise that there is no way because in the games that they were trying to win, they won them. I mean, I don't I think you know, back then, they played eight, eight games, right? Here's the
1: thing. Okay. Back then, the Sox barely weren't favored to win. Uh, they were the the, the, the the people that did call it for the Sox were basically calling it because the uh, American League was uh, pr- predominantly winning back then. But... The Reds had a, a better team ERA. Okay, but remember, the, no interleague play back then, so you're comparing... Oh, I know. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying the the Reds ERA, the pitching ERA, ERA, it doesn't matter which league, their pitching was better. Okay. The hitting was fairly evenly matched. The Reds uh, had the 34th best winning percentage of all time. With a 686 winning percentage for that team, they went 96 and 44. The White Sox had gone 88 and 52. Back then, though, the American League was a
2: much more competitive circuit. Yeah. And I'm not saying. See, but I'm just saying. No, I'm just sa- Yeah, that I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, uh, but but I,
1: the the Reds also had a uh, had Hall of Famers on that team as well.
2: I agree. Yeah, I'm not saying that the Reds had no chance. Well, actually, I did say that. but You did.
1: <laughs> but I just don't... And, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson, uh, his stats, 12 base hits. Uh, his stats for the, the series were phenomenal.
2: Well, that's part of the subplot of the, the movie is that... Right. Shoeless Joe Jackson was kind of an idiot and he didn't oh, know yeah. he was supposed to throw he was he was in on it but he didn't realize he was so he's just going to go out and do he's, Joe Jackson he's us, Yeah. <laughs> so now I yeah I can't I can't say I guess that the Reds would have had no chance.
1: But you'll never know. You just you'll just no, never. You, and that's you, what you don't. Um, uh, but I, I'm just saying that you know in movies like that they're saying that, that there was no fucking way the reds could have won but i'm saying historically if you look at the numbers the reds could have won i yeah i, I can i can buy that and mo- a lot of the sports writers at the time were saying is this is pretty well, close mm, yeah no at the time right, the right. sports writers were saying that
2: <laughs> i don't like it when mom and dad fight
1: <laughs> we're not f- i look the shit
2: up <laughs> we're not fighting Scott. <laughs> Well, you gotta understand that.
1: <laughs> Wait, we make up? <laughs> well,
2: we're not. We're not saying. I think a lot of it is. Chicago is a bigger market. They had yes. a bigger media market, so uh-huh. they're gonna get the benefit of the doubt in this. It's all I about just, the money. I just feel like if you look, if you look into like game per game, the games that they they allegedly threw. Or the games that they allegedly didn't—they throw, they were winning games despite the fact that half the team was trying to throw the fucking series. They—they never—they
1: sh- shouldn't have won any games if you think <laughs> about it, right? They were throwing the series. It depends on if everybody—well, if, if were, the competitive nature didn't. Uh, yeah, uh, and you wonder about that, right? Yeah. You wonder about so. How much- so did the competitive nature of the game. Take over, and say, they were—they were saying, "Oh fuck this, I'm going to win." Well, the ones that, yeah, the ones that allegedly
2: were not on the take had that attitude. Why? Were like, why were they? Trying well, to even th- the ones on the take, like Shoeless Joe. Right? Why were they trying to throw the series? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, Scott, because it brings up a point I was going to make about this movie. Well, now, your point.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear my point. <laughs>
2: We know that the Black Sox, by Kennesaw, Landis Mountain, Mountain Landis, sorry, were banned from ever being in the Hall of Fame, banned from baseball, yes. much like Pete Rose was, uh-huh. for very similar reasons. Or were they similar? No, they were not at all similar. Pete Rose has a gambling problem. <coughs> yes, right? he was placing bets. Right, he was placing bets. He was not placing bets on his team to lose. Nope. The Black Sox were... Deliberately throwing their own games, and it was financial. Yes, right. Yes, commit. Frank Comiskey was not paying them. Was not giving them the bonus he promised. Bonuses he promised them. They were pissed off, and they're like, you know what? And these shady characters. And it should be to-
1: noted that baseball players did
2: not make a bunch of money back then. Right, nineteen. They did not. we're not. So
0: it was more fuck you, you're not paying us, we're not it's doing like, Well, it's that.
2: fuck you, Frank Comiskey, basically. Because right. Because Comiskey was, you know... If you don't pay us, we're not playing, pretty much. Well, like, okay, you're not going to be giving my bonus, so we're going to go ahead and throw these games and, you know... Uh, so there. that, to me, is a big difference. There's mm-hmm. something else I'd like to point out about this movie. Yeah. Did this open the door, and, and, and what we see... In a lot of these baseball movies, is there's a lot of Yankee-themed things, right? Oh, Yankees yeah. Yankees play a big role. The New York Yankees, the big bad New York Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. They've won 27 World Series, whatever. Never the fuck. But <laughs> what, did this open the door for the Yankees? Because in 1919, the Yankees weren't really a power. True. Right? They didn't become a power until the mid-20s. Were the, were the White Sox supposed to be the Yankees? They were considered this juggernaut, right? Right. And then this happened. Never really heard too much from them. Right? They con- right. Obviously, they continued <clears throat> as a franchise. Were they ever considered that dominant? They were considered... They were the New York Yankees of the American League at the time. Right. Right? Right. It makes me wonder, what if... Did did this open a door for the Yankees to you know kick the door in and say okay we're taking over the American
1: League? I don't know. And it well it seems <clears throat> like whenever you know they uh, you know it wasn't too long after there that uh, of course they they signed Babe Ruth from, from Boston. the Boston Braves right and uh, after that it was pretty much no looking back right. Then they became
2: from the mid twenties on, right? It, so, like you know,
1: then they had the twenty seven Yankees were Murderers Ga- Row, right, Murderers
2: you know? Row, right? I mean, there were there were interludes where in the thirties where the St. St. Louis had the Gas House Gang and all that yes. shit. Yes, yeah. But in the American League, it after that it was the Yankees and it was everybody else. Yes, it you'd be hard pressed to find you know between Yankees World Series victories and National League World Series victories. Think of an American League team that won a World Series before 1960 that wasn't the Yankees. I mean, there were. Yeah. Can't think of them right off the top of your head because they just were that dominant.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, And I, I just always wondered about, you know, when we, we talk about eight men out and the whole Black Sox scandal, and it was a horrible thing. and And, and this cuts to the very essence of sports. Right, the whole... It it erodes the integrity, obviously. You can't think of anything that would erode the integrity of a sport when I was not recording. Hold up, hold up, hold up.
0: Hold up. I was readjusting this.
2: God, we're like a bunch of fucking idiots.
0: Floppy. (laughs)
1: We're not like What, just fucking happened? idiots?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a resemblance. That's the real deal.
1: It's an incredible simulation. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I <laughs> guess, uh, you know, in summation of 8 Men Out, mm-hmm. I guess we can say, you know, Brian 1, John 0. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you, you wouldn't at all be
2: colored by the fact that you're a Cincinnati Reds fan. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> no! That's horseshit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, you know, piggybacking on my uh, my goofy Yankees hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. You can talk about uh, another Yankees-oriented. Well, it's kind of Yankees-oriented. Damn Yankees. For 1958, uh... It's an adaptation of a '55 Broadway musical. Um, what was kind of cool about this one mm-hmm. was a lot of the Broadway cast was in the movie, which I don't know if that's rare now, but it seems like it might be. I I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I, a lot of. Honestly, I, I, I I'm not a big musical follower.
2: Right. I'm not. I'm not but, either.
1: But uh, yeah, that
2: um the but the premise is th- this this guy is a Washington Senators fan it's basically um, bah- a, a, a take on f- uh, the faust right it's a tale. faust it's a faustian he, he does a faustian bargain where he, he you know he's a Washington Senators fan and of course the Yankees always win everything yes and he's like you know what what I wouldn't do to have the Senators win the pennant yes you know and so of course satan pops up in the form of <laughs> whoever
1: this guy is. Uh, 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 Ray Ralston. Ray Ralston, that's right. Ray Ralston played uh, <laughs> that's right. my favorite Martian and Mr. Hand <laughs> yes, in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Although, what, what I wouldn't give to see this happen <laughs> with John Lovitz. <laughs> we'll get to him
2: in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're gonna sell your soul to me. But so yeah, he strikes a Faustian bargain with with the devil. Um, yeah. But there's a twist. There's a lot of plot twists in this. That yes. It gets convoluted. But one of the plot twists is he becomes a player. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> as, um, as, a, as a member of the senators. Um. And one of the. Uh, one of the. Uh, conditions of the contract, or so to speak, is that he can back out the last like the last day of the season
1: before the the pennant yes right yeah
2: he can back out but not until then uh, so. so yeah he yeah, yeah. becomes joe hardy right joe hardy that's what that's what i was thinking of. Um, the very convoluted
1: plot uh, it has Gene Stapleton in it. Yeah, so that's good. So. And then, uh, so so the devil throws a twist into the deal where he right. has Lola, Lola, who's who's an old ugly
2: hag, right? Who he makes attractive, but to distract him to try to yeah yeah so he can steal try his, to screw the deal Christ. yeah because the devil always wants to screw the deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so he yeah so he. It, it, it he introduces this element into it. Uh, and, of course, that spawns the song. The most famous song from that is Whatever Lola Wants,
1: Lola Gets. Yeah, and you know, that's still... I think that's still a thing. That's a pop culture thing, for sure. Yes. You know. Yeah. Even um, though they, they they may not know that that's what it's from. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, and, again, this is another example of how the Yankees are embedded in everyone's psyche. Yes. For better or for worse. Absolutely. And, um, there is no... Again, as an aside, there is no team on the face of the earth that captures the imagination of people, regardless of how you feel about them, than the New York Yankees.
1: Uh, that's just true. They have a payroll more than... <laughs> yes. that That's bigger than <laughs> right. Canada's...
3: Right. So got, right. <laughs> right. They
1: have a payroll bigger than Canada's gross domestic product.
2: Y- yes. Yeah. Um, Aaron Judge makes more than... The Brewers, Reds, and Rays combined. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, I didn't want to talk a lot about that. One thing I thought was cool is uh, Bob Fosse did Bob Fossey, the choreography. Uncredited.
2: Yeah, he has an unaccredited yeah. role in it too. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I forgot because yeah, he did um, the uh, the dance uh, choreographed the dance of what Laura wants. Oh, uh, and
2: she's really dancing seductively in front. Yes. Of, yeah. Um. So they had to. I guess the stage version was a little bit more suggestive with some of the dancing, so they had to turn right. that down in the movie yeah. from what I, I saw. Yeah. Um, but that it was the mid fifties, so you expect that, you know. Uh, so but that yeah. That's that's damn Yankees in a nutshell. Um, if you wanna
1: watch it, help yourself. <laughs> But it just it is, just I That kinda, is quite a recommendation. <laughs> I felt like it needed to be mentioned just I, because. I agree because uh, I mean uh, a lot of people hear the term damn Yankees and, and they what? think of Bob's uh, uh well, I, not I, Bob Seeger. I, I was thinking Tommy. of a band, yes. yes. Oh, they think yes. of Tommy
2: Shaw yes. Jack <laughs> that's 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 right
1: <laughs> But that's where they got their name from. <laughs> exactly. So they're sure pop culture reference.
2: Is they spawned the name of the the super group, as it were, back when super groups were all the rage? Yeah, well,
1: super ish. Well, okay. <laughs>
2: What's the best super group of all time? You should know the answer to this. It's the Traveling Wilburys. Come oh, absolutely! Man. Yeah, yeah. So what? But speaking of that, whatever happened to the super groups? We don't have super groups anymore. We don't. Yeah. Is that a good thing? I kind
1: of miss that. Yeah. I mean, they they were kind of fun to do. You know, some you know. Super. This Steph. guy, some you know, grabs his buddies from different bands and yeah, right. They put out an album, right? Yeah, and
2: damn Yankees. As far as super groups go, weren't wasn't mad. Yeah, but well, it was. I mean, it but was, the traveling is always that to traveling me. Traveling
1: Willberries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you can
2: think about Bob Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> it Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn, Harrison, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who are those guys? <laughs>
0: To me, the most recent one is Them Crooked Vultures.
2: Who's in that? Oh,
1: that's right.
0: Dave Grohl, um, the guitarist and singer from, um, oh, what's his face? Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain just went. And he even has a phone and he's looking. Yeah.
3: yeah it's,
0: my bad. My bad. It's not working. I can't, I can't figure it out.
2: Or uh, Temple of the Dog another one. Kind that's of, right. Kind of a, yeah. mini, a mini super group with Eddie Vedder and, was it Chris Cornell? Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, yeah. yeah.
1: It was, but that was before they were super giant. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. So. I was thinking Queens of the Stone I don't Stone know if it eight. can but
1: be. Queens of the Stone Oh, yes. that's right. Yes. Yeah. But who was the, the them Crooked Vultures had like, wasn't that like um, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin? Yep. Yeah. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Yes, Uh, and I remember liking some of their stuff. Hmm. It was, I don't know, five years ago? Six years ago? Uh,
2: Last one was 2022, so last year. Oh, wow. Then there's like the Rudolph Schenker group and some other ones that were kind of a little bit more obscure when they tried to Rudolph Schenker, the guitar player from the Scorpions. Uh, Wasn't it Rudolph Schenker? Look that up. I swear I thought (laughs) Rudolph Schenker was a guitar player from the Scorpions. Shanker's right. I don't think Rudolph is right. Well, Rudolph sounds kind of right for a German guy, doesn't it? <laughs> What's his name? I'm trying.
3: Man.
0: Scott, come on,
2: man. You're
3: me a hand.
2: God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're trying
1: to.
0: <laughs> Rudolf Schenker. Rudolf, God you damn dick. it. a
3: dick. Hold
1: I'll be back. I'm going to go eat a dick. <laughs> so somehow we went from Damn Yankees to Rudolf Schinker. That's what we do here. Uh, <laughs> Rudolf just didn't sound right to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I could, well, I mean, that's German.
1: Rudolf. Oh, hey. yeah. yeah. Heinrich So is Adolf. Schinker.
2: Hein- Rudolf Heinrich Schinker. That's yes. as German as it gets. And Klaus yeah. Mina, of course, was the singer. I always just love the Scorps, man. Rocky like a hurricane.
0: It would have been more intimidating in German.
1: <laughs> everything is <laughs> a baptism is.
2: Yeah, <laughs> their language isn't exactly it, it, beautiful. Isn't everything it? sounds pissed off. Yeah. Anyway, so back to well, it's baseball movie. <laughs> I'm not sure where how we got here. Anyway, um, so what are you, are you going to talk about League of Their Own?
1: League of Their Own. I like that one.
2: Oh, that's one of my favorites. Um, so then, Field of Dreams. No, oh, wait. I thought that's all we were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so League of Their Own. Just to go through some of the cast Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, John Lovitz, Lori Petty, Rosie O'Donnell, and one of my favorites, Madonna. I know how you all feel about Madonna. I will not have any bad talk about Madonna. Directed by Penny Marshall. Yes. Um, women's League formed during World War II while the men were away fighting. Um, it was really... It it, it it managed to be funny without being overly sentimental. Uh, there was some sentimentality at the end of it, which was kind of nice, with the, um, the aging... Participants in the league,
1: sort of reminiscing. The, it. it what struck me uh, on that scene is how much the aged actor of Gina Davis looked like mm-hmm. Gina Davis. I mean, I thought it was makeup. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a different person. Yeah, that that person was spot on. It was it was crazy.
2: Yeah. So. One of the iconic scenes for me, I like to talk about iconic scenes and phrases and moments in in cinema, is the Gina Davis catching the ball and doing the splits for the photographer. That was, for me, I mean, that's one of those things you see over and over again, from time to time. Um, Also has Tay Leone, who I like, and Janet Jones. Yeah. Janet Jones, obviously... I think she's most famous as being Wayne Gretzky's wife, more than anything else. I know she, you know y- you heard that Wayne Gretzky back in the day in the eighties married an actress named Janet Jones, and you're like, oh yeah, Janet Jones. Like, what? What the fuck was she ever in? Apparently, she was in. The <laughs> <way>. <laughs> but later, after after he married her. But anyway, um, another callback to catchphrases. There's no crying in baseball. That, There's no crying in fill in the blank. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it yeah. Became a thing, right? That
1: absolutely became a thing. Yeah. Um uh my uh, my thing with Lori Petty. She oh, always man. seems to play a whiny person. And gonna, she was so fucking whiny was, in this movie. I was going to talk about her because I
2: I don't this should have been what launched her because she had a central part in that movie. Yeah. After after she did Major League, you know, she kept working, but she never recaptured.
1: Yeah, I mean, that she was like the next year I think she was in Tank Girl. Tank Girl, that's right. And it bombed. Yeah. Um, and she was she, she seemed to be another of that Laurie Petty character. But she had she, right. She, she didn't seem to have She comes across grating. Right.
2: She didn't seem to have the range that you know, even one of her co-stars, Rosie O'Donnell, has. Obviously, she has range, and you want to talk about range. Going back to Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen could do Platoon and Major League. That's range. That, that, that is range. <laughs> so she didn't seem to have that, and I guess that that's what I don't know if it undermined her career because, like I said, she kept working. Right. She never she, she never became Gina Davis. She never became Susan Sarandon. She never became any, you know, Uh,
1: anything anywhere uh, Everything I can recall her in, she was just the whiny character. Mm -hmm, Always mm -hmm. bitching about uh, something's unfair. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because she was in the Army now with Polly Shore, and her character was super whiny. Now you know if
2: you're in... Something with Polly Shore Shore. (laughs) is probably not going well for you. (laughs) Unless you're Brandon Fraser. (laughs) <laughs> right. So what, what, what I think people miss about, you know, it's a cute story that women take over for the men and this and that, but by all the ca- the accounts that I've read, is that the, the quality of the baseball that these women were able to produce was actually
1: very good. And just like the uh, movie suggested, is, is nobody came in expecting anything. They wanted to razz Mm them. They they thought it was a joke. Mm -hmm. And then warmed up once they realized, okay, these women can play baseball. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, of
1: course, what can you say about Tom Hanks?
2: You know, he plays the alcoholic man. See, and I, I think
1: this was the movie that where Tom Hanks became the adult Tom Hanks prior to this he was normally the goofy crazy he was in big yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. he was the goofy crazy guy you know a legitimate actor so you think this was, was like was...
2: the bridge into him doing things like castaway yes this, this
1: to, to me this seemed where he got real serious and was be you know he was cantankerous he was Always pissed off. He was an alcoholic.
2: Yeah, because you kind of you kind of felt like at what you know at some point he gets he gets from bosom buddies and bachelor party to Saving Private Ryan. Yes, right. And then yes, you're probably right. I think this this is the the bridge. Okay, I I would agree with that. Yeah, he he was he,
1: at at this point he became the adult. Mm-hmm. He became grown-up Tom Hanks and was, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he had a good depth of character in this movie. Right. But, I, I mean, you know, the, for the first I don't know, maybe quarter of the movie he, he was the uh what Jimmy Dugan? J- yeah, Jimmy Duggan, Duggan Yeah. Uh, and uh he drank all the time. He was asleep in the dugout. Didn't pay any attention. Right. It was girls' baseball. He didn't care about it. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it, it was like he 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 woke up and was watching. And it was like, oh shit, this is baseball. Yeah, and he he it was like you know then want to do the uh, the calls and mm-hmm. and Gina Davis was 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 being. Uh, contradictory to him and they were looking at her and looking at him and then finally he became the manager again yeah so not only a name this time may I open a beer please and you know what this would be a good time I think every time you hear a pop top on our show you should take a drink if you're listening
2: (laughs) I agree I'm going to do that now Um, but going back to your redemption point yes Another underlying theme in all these baseball movies is the washed-up character getting a second chance.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Tom Berringer's character
1: in Major League. Uh-huh. Tom, uh... uh yeah, because uh,
2: Tom Behringer uh,
1: played in Major League. He was the, the washed quintessential washed-up
2: catcher with bad right. knees. Uh, Morris Buttermaker in Bad News Bears. Yep. The washed-up minor leaguer cleaning pools for a living, right? Yep. Um, Charlie Sheen washed out of uh, minor league baseball and ended up in prison. Yep. So there's a lot of that going on in these movies. Uh, so um, I'm gonna take a sip of beer here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, another thing is, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Penny Marshall directs, and uh, Gary Marshall shows up in this. Yes, that's right. I as, as the owner Walter Harvey, who was mm-hmm. a candy mogul, who was. Obviously, you know, uh, based on Philip Wrigley.
2: hmm Yeah. Um, this is one of my, and again, baseball movies are, to me, as a genre, they tend to be overly sentimental for me. But this one managed to balance that's the comedy and the sentimentality really well, I thought. the My only problem,
1: and it goes back to Madonna, Oh please don't. Okay, she, she wasn't a great actress. She didn't. She was not a very.
2: But good she actress. had a very famous scene in there about. Well, okay. Oh my God. So what if I'm catching a ball and oh no, my bosoms fall out. I, I, <laughs> Doesn't make her a great actress. No. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: But I, I, I thought, I thought, I, I, I thought Penny Marshall took the cheap route with doing a dance scene with her because she was the pop culture right. dance person and I I just thought you know why would you go that route have her doing the dancing thing because she was famous for doing the singing and dancing at the time it kind of rubbed me wrong well it's kind of like these like these TV
2: stars that'll do episodes where like Peter Marshall no 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 no. no. <laughs> where they they there's an episode where they sing, right? Yes. And I think it's in their contract where you know, I want to sh- I'll do these episodes, but I there's got to be an episode where I can show off my singing ability. Right. And I wonder if maybe that had something to do with
1: it. I don't know. That part and I I I the the audience can't see your facial expression, but I I kind of saw you kind of like Saying, okay, he's going to write on this. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading a lot into my facial. <laughs> I mean, I, I, seriously, I mean, wasn't that a bit...
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my favorite part of the movie. I'll just say that. Um, I, I mean, I I didn't hate it. It's just I thought that... It was contrived. It was
1: contrived. Okay, I, I, I'll i buy that premise. Yeah, and and I expected I expected more from Penny Marshall because I think she's she was a good, great director, right? But
2: again, you don't know how much influence Madonna had on this. Maybe she. Well, agreed, that's true. Yeah,
1: maybe she agreed to do the movie. I think Madonna got uh, Rosie O'Donnell the gig.
2: You might be right. about I that. Yeah, I could see that one. Yes. Yeah, because um, they
1: were palling around at the time.
2: Yeah, and I thought Rosie O'Donnell was great in this in the in the movie. I thought everybody, I, but John Lovitz. <laughs> I mean, he was f- that
1: sarcastic agent. Man. Oh so so- my god, Lovitz was on screen for ten minutes. Like, yeah, at the most. Yeah, fucking stole <laughs> everything he was in. All you have to do is watch
2: watch the trailer, like the two minute trailer, official trailer. He's in it like forty five seconds of the two minutes because <laughs> all of his lines are these great one sarcastic one
1: liners. Uh, 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 where they say, up. okay, you, uh, he goes, what, uh, you'll make $35 right. a week. We, we well, only make 32 Well, that would be more. That would be
2: more, wouldn't it? Wouldn't... <laughs> Meyer, wouldn't <you>? <laughs> <laughs> or getting on the train is like, here's the thing. The train leaves the station, not the other way
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> go so long, milkmaids. <laughs> I'll go home, give my wife a little pickle-tickle, and I'll be on the road again. <laughs> Lovitz was fantastic in the movie. I mean, he didn't have Lovitz a... is just a fan. He he's fantastic in anything. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, David Landers uh, was the announcer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Squiggy from Oh from Laverne from Shirley. Shirley. That's right, and he was great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I forgot he was in it. Yeah, yeah. remember now. <laughs> <laughs> We agree. We agree on Madonna.
1: Well, well, we disagree apparently, (laughs) but we agree on a league of their own. Um, A league of their own. I I think. I. I think that's great movie.
2: Um, Okay, so what are your? Just not. We haven't gone through all the movies yet, but
1: what's your favorite baseball movie? It's honestly, it's hard to say. You know what? um, For the most part. I would say Field of Dreams. I okay. think Field of Dreams is fucking perfect. Um, but I, I will have to say that one of my favorites, um, after doing the, the the research and watching all these movies for this episode, man, I swear to God, I forgot how good Bull, Bulliterum is. Mm-hmm. I, I think Bulliterum is great. So what you're saying is, you like Kevin Costner.
2: (laughs) 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 That's what I'm hearing coming from your chair. No, for me, it's... Major League is probably my favorite baseball movie. But again, like I was telling Scott... No, you're right. Uh, Like I was telling Scott earlier, I I gravitate toward comedies. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um, Second is probably League of Their Own, oddly enough. But I've always sort of... I've seen... League of Their Own is one of those movies where if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'll just kind of sit there and watch it because it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. That's me with pretty much any baseball movie, okay. honestly. Yeah. Um, so, since you brought up Field of Dreams, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, based on a book by W.P. Kinsella,
1: right? Yes. Now, there's a street down Durana Road. Right? Now, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh-huh. We had been... Looking for houses for a while, and we came down this street. Field of Dreams, one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and we came down uh, this cross street and we passed Kinsella. And when we passed, I turned to my wife, I said, This is the house we're going to buy. We just passed Kinsella, <laughs> 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 and it was, yeah. Um,
2: I never read the book. Uh, about the, the, I never read Field of Dreams by,
3: mm-hmm.
2: by Kinsella, but I've read other books. And if you haven't read... I've read WB... books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted to know that you can read <laughs> um, But if you haven't read other stuff by W.B. Kinsella, mm-hmm. do it. Because all it's all good. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Because I I have
1: I, I honestly was not familiar with anything he'd written. Yeah, he
2: it's it's good stuff. He he's Canadian. Uh-huh. Um writes a lot about baseball though. Um there's he has other baseball uh books. Really? Um, but yeah. A uh, good uh good good author. So if you ever get a chance, there's one he had up called like Box Lunches and something or other. It's Really good. Um, But I just have to say, Field of Dreams is just okay. It is just way too sappy for me. It's just so sappy.
1: I love it. I mean, it it falls into sort of the uh, fantasy, almost sci-fi sort of realm.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I, I've mentioned this, I think, before on podcasts, where I have a difficult time enjoying a movie where I have to—you got
1: to you gotta take yourself
2: out, right? Where I have and, to just—I have to suspend reality. Yes. The exceptions for me are sci-fi and horror, but if it's something like this, it's like where people are whispering, and I—I I always wondered about uh, was 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 he schizophrenic?
1: <laughs> I mean no. I mean I'm
2: serious. Was there an element well, of that where uh, well,
1: uh, uh, because I, this is you know, schizophrenic
2: behavior. Well, I,
1: I think you know when you're watching it, certainly that that is going to come up. But with the conclusion of the movie, you realize no, he he was not
2: right. Well,
1: and even yeah. even, even his wife even uh, even before that, you know, uh, after he had. Um, Kidnapped. Well, not kidnapped, but uh, Terrence Mann mm-hmm. uh, gotten up with him and and went to uh, Fenway. Uh huh. And Terrence Mann noticed the same message on the board that Ray did, but nobody else saw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fairly early on, the, uh, the 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 notice you're put on notice that this is a fantasy. Hmm. Right, and the book was was
2: clearly. I mean, like I said, I never read it, but I've read a synopsis of it, where it's, it's clearly it's a fantasy. Right. Um. And you know, maybe it's not a knock on Kevin Costner or anybody else in the movie. I thought Ray Liotta was great in it. Um. As, as Shoeless Joe. As Shoeless Joe, right? Uh. I thought James Earl Jones' character was a little sappy. Um, well,
1: I, 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 I think. Earlier on, he was not. I think. Uh, uh, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're basing this on his speech at the end. Yes. Baseball. What's
2: all good, good in America?
1: Right? Baseball. Baseball.
2: Baseball. <laughs> it's everything that's good in America. <laughs> <laughs> I am King Joffy Joffrov Zuma. Zim-
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I mean, you know, uh,
2: it's just hard. It's just hard to see Darth Vader doing something. Uh, in that.
1: <laughs> you were okay with him in the Sandlot.
2: <laughs> I didn't like the Sandlot. Either. We we're going to talk about the Sandlot, but yeah, he, yeah, that's another one of these he, across Fantasy. movies. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in the Sandlot. So, um, yeah, well, I, mean, I just he had Burt Lancaster. That's right. In his last role, can his we can we
0: talk about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in it?
2: Oh, they were extras.
1: They right? were were They, yeah. they
0: were in yeah. the crowd. Yes, one of the thousands in, in the. No Yeah. Yep. I did. Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Um. um uh, I thought, I thought Amy Madigan did a good job
2: as his wife. And yeah. His wife. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and she gets all the uh, uh, hyped up on the the, the book banning thing. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, and yeah. The school. That's right. Uh, that was great. Um, it touches on men, men's relationships with their fathers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the. Generation I guess that gaps. was the big thing was yeah. the the fa- the relationship with the father, and another call back to catchphrases. I think you know where I'm going with this one? If you build it, they will come. <laughs> you <laughs> seem to be at a loss for words. There's a finger being pointed. Yeah, there's. He will come. Oh, he will come, right. Yes. Well, but see, when you hear people say it, it's like, if you build it, they will come.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But you're right. That's the the
1: actual is, if you build it, he will come. That's what um, he hears in his head first. Yeah, and then uh, eases pain. Mm-hmm. And then, the, uh, you know, it. it uh, I think part of it for me is, you know, my data was taken from me at a an early age I -hmm. I lost my dad I was 25 Mm -hmm. Uh, we were pretty close and we hadn't been and we built that relationship back up
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, we love baseball going to baseball games together Mm -hmm. baseball baseball (laughs) baseball
2: baseball
1: um so I mean the whole so I can re-
2: see how this movie the whole
1: thing kind with, of relates. Hey Dad wanna have a catch. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it, it yeah, seeing it when was this out? Um, Field of Dreams out
2: in eighty nine. Eighty
1: nine. So yeah. um
2: yeah. It caught me sipping a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Travers, you know who Peter Travers is, of course, the famous Movie critic from Rolling Stone.
1: He was the guitarist for the. Peter that's Travers. Band.
2: That's Travers.
1: <laughs> By the way, a swing and a miss.
2: <laughs> Sports best guitar solo in the history of rock and roll is the Pat Travers. Out, live boom out, boom. Out, out go the lights. Out
1: go the lights.
2: I'm surprised that guitar is still not on fire. But that's <laughs> a, that's an aside. Um, Peter Travers hated the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. But I kind of, he he kind of felt felt like I did, where it was just there was a lot of sentimentality, and maybe that's maybe that's well, a character fault uh, my think, fault, but of I my think, part.
1: Uh, but I think that uh, a lot of that goes back to baseball. I think baseball and sentimentality, yeah, go hand in I, hand. I I
2: I don't, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, so sir, so you're just a heartless bastard. I tend basically. to be. Yeah. yeah, I feel I don't. Feel Feel the sentimentality that a lot of people do about these things, and I'd like to, but I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> now we're we're um,
1: uh, speaking of baseball <laughs> movies, and we were, yes, we were. Yeah. Uh, Bull Durham. Okay, let's talk about Bull Durham. Let's do.
0: What
2: do your notes now, say? Dirk, now, now,
3: <laughs> just to, you, just <laughs> you,
2: So you know it, it deals with a minor league. Was it a, a single A? double A affiliate. I think double A. But what's interesting as a as a prelude to this is the the Tampa Bay Rays triple A affiliate is the Durham Bulls. Uh-huh. So not I mentioned that just because my beloved Tampa Bay Rays, as of today, are eight and zero to start the season. Not <laughs> so. uh, I
1: think that's uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Very yeah. awesome. Um, um, I, I but, love yeah.
2: But yeah so the the Dur- the Durham Bull Durham is I don't I I'm assuming there's a there's a relationship between the current Durham Bull's name and Bull Durham right but I don't I don't know for sure I didn't research but at least I have some notes <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Costner was in this one too
1: yes he was uh, Tim Robbins and and Crash and, Davis yeah Tim Robbins uh, and Nuke Lulouche Su- meet and then Nuke. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Tim, or uh, 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 Crash always calls a meat no matter right, what. Right, right. But Susan he calls Sarandon. everybody meat. He calls right. every pitcher meat. <laughs> right. Through the whole and movie. And Susan
2: Sarandon. Yes. The, uh the groupie,
1: baseball groupie. And, and what, what's interesting is none of the leads were the producers' first choices.
2: Yeah, Scott was saying that... The original
1: choice for Kevin Costner was... Kurt Russell. He actually helped
2: develop the script.
1: Oh, no shit. Yes. Uh, Didn't he, like, I don't know, play some minor league ball or something? Um, Uh, Kurt Russell? Well, I I, I know his dad did. His dad played some... Oh, really? ...non-pro ball. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. There is actually... There's a, a, a documentary called The Battered Bastards of Baseball that I like is that, name. that is about a league that Kurt Russell's dad had in huh. the i I don't know 60s or 70s I haven't watched it yet but I uh,
2: So who it, was slated to play Tim Robbins' character?
1: Yes, who? Uh Tim Robbins. I wish I had my notes. I I, 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 I
2: it really doesn't
0: say.
1: Oh. So I we just know had, that all three even Susan Sarandon. Uh
0: they originally wanted Michael Anthony Anthony yes! Michael Hall. Yes, yes,
1: that was in my notes. Uh, 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 Who? Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm dyslexic.
0: <laughs>
1: Why? Anthony but, Michael. Yeah, they, they wanted <laughs> him. They wanted him because he was hot at the time. Now, yep. the the first time he came in, Anthony Michael Hall told the director he, that he hadn't read the script. <laughs> And he said, okay, come back tomorrow, but we'll okay. read the script, come back tomorrow. I'm loving this story. Anthony Michael Hall comes back the next day, sits to read, and says, I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> the director got up and walked out.
2: I can't imagine. I can't Im- Anthony, I can't imagine how that would have worked. You know,
1: though. I mean, it's not. You know what? I mean, Anthony Michael Hall was in some box office gold. Of course, he was not like the, spa, the 80s hot spa, shot. Yeah, like, he was not like the hot shot guy.
2: Um. So yeah, Susan Sarandon. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> who was? Was there any indicate who was supposed to play Susan Sarandon?
1: It, oh, I wish I had my
0: notes. I, I don't think it. There was
2: anybody else.
0: There so.
1: was. Uh, and, uh, none of the three mains were the producers and directors for his choices.
2: But, holy God, could shit. Could you imagine Kurt Russell and Anthony Michael Hall?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been I, weird. You know one. what? I That's would just a... like to see Kurt Russell beat the fuck out of <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. That would have made the movie for me. A spaz. Um,
2: so, this movie... Wasn't really that much about
1: baseball, was it? If you think about it,
2: it was no, about the relationship. But between you know what? Three.
1: The thing is, uh, one of the things I was reading is that a lot of uh, minor leaguers and major leaguers all said that this movie best captured minor league baseball than any other movie did
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, about how. Re- this is the reality of it.
2: Mm-hmm. I can, yeah. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, but yeah, that I could. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I can see that. Um, so for me, it needs more baseball. Like, like when you watch Eight Men Out, what is kind of an underrated aspect of that? Is the the baseball scenes in it were really good? Yes, they they're those guys are they're turning double plays and it, it's that's that lens I always like the sports movies to add that gameplay element. Um, you didn't get much of that except for Tim Robbins and his jockstrap, you know.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, they it, 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 it have his moments. Yeah,
2: um, but again, it was more. It was more the, the relationship between the three main.
1: Yeah, it was. Characters. I, I, I loved uh, Susan Sarandon's uh, lead-in soliloquy of the religion of baseball. Uh-huh. She, the, where she's she she is trying to find her spirituality,
2: uh-huh.
1: and she has, I, I, I guess she she kind of glosses over all the different religions and uh, things that she has done. And now she worships at the Church of Baseball. Right. And I was like, man, I mean...
2: But I, I did like that. What I really fucking hated and what everybody loves is that goddamn I Believe speech... That Costner does. Well, I believe in. So- oh my God, I fucking hate that. It's typical pomposity, Kevin Costner over. Don't. Okay. I'm. I'm- Costner didn't write it. I know. I know. I know. But it's just, it just
1: feels like. <laughs> going to go ahead and temper Mike Costner. Hatred here. Okay. He really um, hates Costner. I'm not... If, a if we have Gossner. not made that clear enough... Hey, John? Yes?
0: Both Jeff Bridges and Don Johnson turned down the role.
2: See, I would have enjoyed Don Johnson. In that. <laughs> I'll bet you would
1: <laughs> because it's Because his name is Johnson. <laughs> and not Costner.
2: <laughs> okay, but... Uh, you know, overall, I it's not... When what? I when I say when I talk about, you know, I'm bashing these movies, probably unfairly to some extent. I don't hate any of these movies we're talking about. I just hate certain things.
1: Like Robert Wool. God damn it, I hate Robert Wool. I loved Robert Wool in this movie. <laughs> I fucking I loved it. Robert Wool in this movie. Why the fuck does All everybody I like I, that. I, guy? I would say that he comes off as shit. What's his name? A byproduct of... um, God damn it, I can't think of his name. Regardless. I think... But I think he does a good job in this movie. Especially, you know, he comes out to the mound. My favorite part with Robert Wall was when he comes out, there's this huge meeting at the mound. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, originally, Costner comes out to talk uh, to uh, Nuke Lulouche. Tim Robbins. Yeah. yeah. And then the infield comes in. Mm-hmm. They've been out there for several minutes. Finally, Robert Wall comes out, or uh, yeah, comes out and. He's like, "What's going on here? What? Why? What, what, what's taking so long?" And, uh, and 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 Costner says, "Well, you know, there's this and there's that, and we can't figure out what to get. Uh, what's his name for his wedding gift?" <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and he's like. You know what? Candlesticks are always a great gift, <laughs> and then you might want to look on the registry to see with a play setting, and maybe get that. And uh, I read a thing where he said that it was a direct quote from his wife to him. Oh, really? From an earlier conversation.
2: <laughs> okay, that's good.
1: Yes, <laughs> he, he he just winged the whole thing with his wife's quote.
2: I like. That. Okay, I do like that. I have what to say. Um.
0: Did you know that uh, Lelouch's character was supposed to be played by uh, Charlie Sheen? Yes, but he was already committed to. He was already enough. committed to Eight Men Out. Correct.
2: Yes, he made the right choice. That that because yeah. <laughs> Charlie Sheen was awesome in Eight Men Out. He was. He, he probably would have been awesome in this one. Because what do we know about? He Charlie probably would have been. Because Charlie Sheen is awesome in everything.
1: He is. <laughs> I, I, I uh, yeah I yeah I love I I really like Charlie Sheen.
2: I will watch Charlie Sheen. Digging ditches.
1: (laughs) You're picking (laughs) up garbage as a a garbage man. You've probably had your chance (laughs) chance a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) And eight to 15 month
3: stretches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Poor Charlie. Come back to us, please. I I like Charlie. And you know what? Raised in Dayton, Ohio. That's right big, big Reds Cincinnati fan. Absolutely.
2: Reds yep. fan. Okay, so char- speaking of Charlie Sheen, yeah. was he better in Two and a Half Men or Spin City? Spin
0: City. Spin City. Absolutely. Spin Thank City. you.
2: A hundred percent. Spin City was, you know, a lot. I hear a lot of people say, well, I didn't like Spin City after he took over, but the interplay between him and Heather Locklear was just awesome. I love Spin City.
1: I loved both. Michael uh, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't think I'd like it with Splitzer. And, I was like, okay, I'm pleasant. So it's with not it. like
2: after Charlie Sheen left Two and a Half Men and Aston Kutcher took right. over. Well, it's Aston Yeah, Kutcher. I never, never <laughs> looked at that. <laughs> so, anyway, that's just another Charlie Tangent. Sheen aside. <laughs> and we're talking about Bull Durham, which Charlie
1: Sheen is not in. And, and you he might want to be. stay tuned that's right, for that's the. Right. Charlie Sheen podcast that we have coming up. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope we
2: also have a uh, a uh, Donny Depp.
1: We need podcast. one. Johnny Depp. Yes. <laughs> What's our next movie? You <laughs> to <laughs> we'll Talk about the Sandlot. Oh, Sandlot! I don't have any notes on that. And well, I'm you don't need any
2: that. because it's basically Stand by Me. Except, but with baseball, pretty much is.
1: (laughs) It pretty much is. You got the cool kid, the the coming of age, yeah. uh,
2: Yeah. Do Um, they find a dead body?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but they find a lot of
2: baseballs hidden by a mean dog that turns out to not be mean after all. No, it was all in their heads. James James Earl Jones is in this one as the blind baseball, baseball, baseball. Um, you mean George? But this has spawned a. I, I you know, I, I understand that the Sandlot is considered a cult classic and I never understood it. I never understood how this movie became such a thing, such a legend. You're killing me, small stats. where I was going. That's <laughs> well, where I was going with that. That, that is, that, is that's an
1: absolute movie. pop culture phenomenon. Pop culture phenomenon. Yes. yes, that's
2: where I was going with that, is the whole You're Killing Me, Smalls. How many times you hear that? I've heard it at least four times in the last week. Yeah. The you're yeah. Killing Me, Smalls. It's like... It's huge. Yeah. But, you know, absolutely. And it came from the sandlot. Uh
1: so,
2: Um and again as we talked about earlier. But there least.
1: were some great scenes in it. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 part where um what's his name? The the Specs? Was it Specs? Yeah. <coughs> Fakes drowning in the pool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. gets some, oh, oh, so yeah. get some
2: tongue from the Yeah. So yeah, and uh, what I liked about it was, you know, it was, it was narrated like, uh, oh, what was the movie? It, I've I've heard it described as like a Christmas story, except it was baseball. It, it didn't, it didn't play that way for me, but it did have similarities. lyrics like, like the, the Wonder Years, like the narrate- Yeah, it was more like yeah, the Wonder yeah, Years. Yeah, I would agree with exactly. that. Exactly, it was more like the Wonder Years than it was a Christmas story. Yeah, because um, a Christmas story is a lot funnier. <laughs> Christmas story was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the The Sandlot, but um, we are going to have to do a Christmas, a, episode. Uh, Christmas episode. Yeah, so we'll do that in June. <laughs> no Christmas in July. Because <laughs> so yeah. Um, but you know, it was released in 1993. I remember watching it. I think I saw it all the way through once, and maybe like bits and pieces of it. When I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, that's it's." not a bad movie you know it's it's got baseball in it it's it's kind of cute a little bit sentimental not too bad uh i had no idea it was going to become this cult I, classic i i
0: think if you might have been a little bit younger it might i think it, maybe it, right i was closer so I, to home
2: if it was 93 i was 23 when it yeah. came out so yeah i was 13 yeah so that it would probably yeah, hit yeah. Right or, wheel, wheelhouse
1: yeah. right exactly
0: yeah, it was, it was I, my childhood.
1: I was um, older than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian was fifty six.
2: Right
3: <laughs>
2: On account of his
1: prostrate, Get the fuck off my lawn, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, but um, but, I, but I still think that the movie has some great scenes. Um, it does. It's got some things
2: that you that kind of stick with you. Yeah, like the whole trying to get the 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 scene, the thing where they use the the real the the ball with the auto autographs on it. Yeah, and they use it for baseball and they hit it over and they lose it and the dog chews it up or whatever. But then
1: James Earl Jones's character. And then the the, 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 the what, what the, was his name the the well Smalls yeah. it was like it was somebody wrote their name on it <laughs> some <Yeah>. girl <laughs> named baby Baby Ruth <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right uh, yeah uh,
2: yeah I mean it was it was good escapist fun
1: yeah watching it yeah
2: I don't have a I don't have a problem with the Sandlot so it was uh, it,
1: it, and it, and it um, had a a, a cool line between reality and fantasy because,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in the fantasy parts, you see the giant paw of the dog mm-hmm. where it looks like a bear and then, but that's all in their minds. And then you realize right. that when you, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I
2: remember most, a lot of what I remember about the, about the movie is the the interplay between the kids and the dog and that that feeling of fear and yes you know and, and the the cranky but he turned out to not be cranky at all right you know, cuz you know. everybody was afraid of him yeah so they all agreed to come over to his house and tell stories every so often that was it was kind of cool i guess yeah, yeah. i i, I, I enjoyed that, that yeah, one
1: yeah i can go with that let's let's chalk that one up to a draw <laughs> yeah. Not like we're competing, but yeah, we'll, it's a, we'll call it a draw. What else we got?
2: About the natural. The natural. Yes. That. That's that's a very of of all the movies we've talked about. I think that's the probably the darkest one. That is the
1: moviest,
2: the moviest of the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and unless you've been living under a rock, it has Robert Redford, Glenn Close. Um. Who else does it have in it? Um, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger, right. Dar- Bar- Barbara Hershey. Right, Barbara Hershey. has She plays a very pivotal role Wilford in
0: Brimley. Wilford yes, Brimley. Yes,
2: manager. Um, Darren McGavin is in it. That's An right.
1: Uncredited, uncredited role, yeah. Um, He's like... Uh, shit, he was... A bigwig.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you have a plot synopsis? Because the plot is... Fairly straight. Well, it's kind of it's kind of linear. He he's this he's kid with a lot of natural baseball talent, and he forges the, you know the famous thing where he forges the bat out of the tree, calls it Wonder Boy. Was it Wonder yes. Boy? Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder Boy. Yeah. yeah. And he stamps it with Wonder Boy, and he uh, he's on his way to a sp- a aspiring baseball star. And of course, the his the seminal moment in that before. He strikes out Babe Ruth at a carnival, right? Right. Yeah, in three pitches. every season yes. he could do it. Um. Uh, but the there's a femme fatale. Femme fatale. There's, Bird, there's a couple of femme fatales. Yeah, Bird. Yeah, who was uh? That was the who was that? Um. You mentioned her. Harriet Bird was the was the name and her name in the movie. Is it? Was um, a... Hershey? Yeah, Barbara yeah, Hershey. Yeah, so she was. Yeah, what I never understood about this movie, and it still bothers me, is why she shot him. I don't understand any. I've never understood why. No, uh,
1: they don't explain that at
2: all. Yeah, it was the. It's the one of the biggest plot holes in movie history to me. It's like why, why she shot him. it. Was it because she was she? You know, she was pursuing Babe Ruth. Right, right, right. So maybe when he said that, you know, I'm the I'm am the greatest of all time, and she shot him. Maybe he's like, maybe well, out of deference
1: to deference, Babe Ruth, right? Uh,
2: yeah, out of and that's the only thing I can think of. But even that was never there was never any expose about that. No,
0: in there. I I'm reading the 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 summary of the storyline and it says and it splits. I can't talk. I'm sorry, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they don't know why she shot him.
1: Right, it's just yeah, it's uh, like, it like there's weird, no reason it, for it. No, it, uh, it it's never explained exactly yeah. why.
0: I just want to know more about this tree that was struck by lightning that he carved it from.
1: Well, yeah, and, well, there was a, a tree that was struck by lightning. And he grew and up in it, Nebraska. It, it, yeah, and yeah. so it, it cut off a limb. Mm-hmm. So he took a limb and took it in and put it on a lathe. And mm-hmm. made a baseball bat out of it. Then uh, he he put the name uh, Wonder Boy, the Wonder Boy, with like a little lightning
2: bolt yes. next to it, and yeah.
0: So it's a fantasy film. It not
1: just that part. Just just yeah, just
2: uh, yeah, just, it,
0: just that part is fantasy.
1: Well, I mean, well, it's not really fantasy. That's not I really guess. that fantastical. I mean, it, it, lightning strikes trees. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> to use that as your bat. Well, but it's... you got to consider the time of this. This isn't modern day. This it is early 20s, right? Uh,
0: yeah. 1930s. Right. 1930s. So, I mean. Yeah. You have yeah, but they know what you... lightning is. <laughs> they know <laughs> they what they... bats are, What the fuck is your point? <laughs> Not everybody I, I, had. It's not cr- like the gods came down and gave them this. No, it, but it's not like you could go to Dick
2: Sports. Right. It's not side. like everybody had a contract I, with Louisville Slugger. He might have. Uh, <laughs> against Sports. Yeah. 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 That's that's the point,
1: Scott. I did. There, there so the fact that put Scott, is, <laughs> is highlighted in this. <laughs> oh my well, god. He, he made the hi- the lightning the highlight because lightning struck the branch. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, <What>? you're excused. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> you made it so
2: far. I'm taking
0: my ball. I'm <laughs> taking my the away. I'm going no,
2: home. For all of you betting. <laughs> <laughs> Scott did not once again did not make it to the end.
3: <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
2: Anyway, um, so one of the things about this movie, which I think differs from some of the other ones, is everything's fiction. Yes. Roy Hobbs is fictitious. Yes, the knights, the team he plays for, is fictitious. Everything's mm-hmm. fictitious. The other ones have a sort of a modicum of based in reality. League of Their Own was based in based on reality. There was a real women's yes. league. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Major League. There's a real Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Guardians now. Yeah. Um, obviously prior to the Yankees, all of that, all of that, uh, damn Yankees. Right. But this was just completely fictitious. Roy Hobbs never existed. The Knights never existed. And it's the it, it, only
0: it, one to talk about lightning in one of the. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did we kick it <laughs> out? <laughs> <Yeah, he's still laughs> this has nothing to do with Thor or any of that other horseshit. Uh,
0: damn it!
1: <laughs> it's not a Marvel movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got a hammer. Somebody's got to have a back. I'm sorry.
1: But one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, here and there, you will see a younger phenom uh, come up that is beating the shit out of a ball. Uh, mm-hmm. More often than not, you will hear people call him The Natural Roy Hobbs. Oh, Roy Hobbes. Okay, yeah.
2: Um by the way, I want to add a fourth actor to my my trilogy of okay. people I would watch in anything, and that's Robert Duvall.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: so
0: fucking
1: Lutley one of mine.
0: Yes. I, I know uh, I, I know I've been kicked out, but can I agree?
1: No. <laughs>
3: No, nice.
1: <laughs> Now, Robert Duvall. I, I, I again. He could. In a movie, he could I'm read there. a pancake <laughs> recipe, recipe and, and it. make it <laughs> fucking interesting. Oh my god, Robert Duvall.
2: Not to add a fifth one, Jack Lemon. But we'll talk about him in some other
1: point. But yes, Robert Duvall. You know what? I mean, in? you know what? He was in Sling Blade for about mm-hmm. thirty seconds. Yeah. But you remember him, and he didn't. He didn't say a word. Yeah, he was fucking amazing. God, Scott. He done. just mm-hmm. grunted. Yeah, <laughs> he because just. He's he, an amazing
2: actor. It, I mean. like,
1: he just went. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was fucking amazing. I, 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 yeah, love. I love Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, one of my favorite. Yeah, of absolutely all
2: time. So yeah, he's in this one. So. This is one of my more I really like the natural. I like its darkness. I like it, it that is. whole visceral darkness. Yes. Um and it has one of the all-time classic scenes. The slow motion scene where he hits the ball and it hits the scoreboard. It
1: the, it it
2: uh, uh, uh or And it then, then the
1: other one is it hits the lights. Yeah. But and he's
2: running around the bases in slow motion. The sparks. And the sparks are
1: the, the bits of the scoreboard lights we, are falling that's around. Cinematography. It's just goosebumps. And
2: that's
0: been copied by I don't know how many different things now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are you still here? I, I, <laughs> do you need help packing up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm waiting on my Uber. It's got, Fuck off yeah. already. Scott, Scott called an Uber anyway. <laughs> so until the Uber shows up, he's gonna keep
3: talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm too dumb to quit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that scene though, goosebumps. Oh I my mean, god, was, that's more, and that and that music behind it. Yeah, it's just. Oh, oh, it was like, so
1: I like, hunt. What was that music? It was like, it,
2: it was just the net, the it, whole with the French yeah, horns only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, that was um, fantastic. It was a great movie, uh, 1984. So. It seems like a lot of these movies sort of came out around the same time. It seems like the 80s and early 90s, a lot of these were bunched together, a lot of baseball movies. How about one of my favorites? It's Mm -hmm. a comedy, Bad News Bears. Is what? Bad News Bears.
1: Bad News Bears, Uh,
2: 1976?
1: Yep, 1976. One of my favorites uh, with uh, one of my favorite actors, Walter Matthau. Yes. And Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, as well.
2: It also has Vic Morrow in it. Yes. <laughs> um. And what what I always remember about one of the things I remember about this movie is the music. The music it was Bizet's opera Carmen. The throughout the movie, there's this classical music which is really different for yes. you know, for something like like a basically. Kind of a kid's not really a kids' movie, I guess.
1: Because well, and and I think that was a thing back then is I think the advertising the trailers geared it to be a kids movie. But Mm -hmm. it really wasn't a kids movie. It was was really not appropriate. Yeah, it really wasn't appropriate for kids. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. You can there are a lot of scenes in there that are not right appropriate for (laughs) Children,
1: that's <laughs> all right. Which get elaborate?
2: <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I should. Let's say. There's...
1: Can we um, talk
0: about the trailer? <laughs> <laughs>
1: We had a discussion, and there, there were some pretty inappropriate things in that movie uh,
2: <laughs> that you probably like. Think Blazing Saddles, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes,
2: yes. <laughs> which we won't, we but won't. Only this. with kids, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> um, it spawned two sequels: Bad News Bears Breaking and Breaking Training, and then Bad News Bears go to Japan, which yes. is the one I remember. Um, so what I, the the two characters I remember most about that is uh, Ogilvy, who was the kid with the glasses. Yes, It's good to see. And Tanner Boyle, who was a
1: now now Ogilvy was he was the the booger eater? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> was t- there, then there was Tanner Boyle, who was a short tempered shortstop with a Napoleon complex who tends to curse more than the others. Now who does that sound
1: like? <laughs> Wow. That I can't put my finger on it.
3: He's obviously
2: this kid was my favorite. <laughs> and uh Chico's Bail Bonds, right? That was the sponsor of the team. Yes. Chico's yes. Bail Bonds. Yes. Every now and then you'll see a shirt with the uh, Chico's Bail Bonds on it. Um So that maybe maybe that's their country.
1: And this is another redemption movie. Uh, Yes, because you think uh, about
2: Walter Matthau's character, Morris Buttermaker.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, and and more about him than the bad news bears themselves, right? Because he wanted to sell them out. He wanted well, not sell them out. He he was uh, the quintessential, you know, just raising hell and wanting to beat the kids, just Mm -hmm. like. The opposing managers. Mm-hmm. Then he stepped back and looked at the opposing managers. Right. So yeah, that that. Then he was like, "Oh
2: fuck, I don't want to be this guy." Right. So the plot, yeah, and you and you're you're talking about it's it's somewhat formulaic. He takes yes. over. He's a he's a washed up minor league. He's actually oh. he's not even washed up major league. He's a washed up minor league player who cleans pools for a living. Yeah. And he's asked to... Always has a beer in his hand. Always has a beer. It's like old Milwaukee, I'm sure. But, yeah, he... Alcoholic, uh... And he agrees to take over this team for these disadvantaged kids. It was like a city council mandate or something. Yes, yeah. But he's getting paid for it. So he's in it for the check, Mm -hmm. however small it might be. Um... So he, of course, they're they're terrible because they're, you know, they're they're, they're non news. non yeah they're non athletic they they're apathetic they are no you know they don't yeah most of the other teams working. in the league right, were misfits. like recruited and right and it was just misfits you know it took place in Southern California in a hyper competitive environment and yes um so um but he brings in a couple of ringers. And one of them is Tatum O'Neill's character, Amanda. Yes. Who happens to be his girlfriend's, or his ex-girlfriend's daughter. Not his daughter. And one of the central elements of the movie is the interplay between the two of them. Between Amanda and Buttermaker.
1: Um, And it's really good. Tatum O'Neill's interplay with damn near any other actor is... Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing! Yeah, yeah, she she's good. Is really good at that. Yeah,
2: um, and she she's plays this tomboy. Um, yeah, that she happens to be really good at pitching. So there's right, of course. and then she recruits. Oh right, she recruits the other ringer. Yes, who? Uh, oh God, I can't remember who it is. Um, but basically, it's her pitching prowess. Right, that kind of puts them over the top, and then they kind of start to coalesce as a team, and they ended up being in the championship. It's it's the, that's very form- the formulaic part. But what isn't formulaic is what you alluded to just a couple minutes ago, where um, the opposing manager is berating his team for yes. poor performance or whatever, and slaps the shit out of his kid. right slaps the kid, and then Buttermaker has an epiphany. Yes, where he's like, no. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to be. That I don't way. want to be that guy, right? So he puts.
1: He puts everybody. He puts the 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 the, the kids that don't do well. He, right. He's like the kids that don't play. Right. Everybody gets a chance to play. Right. Only this is the playoff game. Right. Yeah, the and, championship. Game. Right, the championship
2: game, and like the first Rocky movie, which we'll probably talk about <laughs> in their subsequent other sports yes. episode. Um, they lose. Yes, um, but. There's redemption because they lost the right way rather than winning the wrong way, I guess you could put it.
1: Yes. Um... And so. they all cracked open a beer. Yes, and they started pouring
2: beer all over <laughs> themselves, which is always awesome. As
1: 12-year-olds yes. or whatever they yes. are. You know? Yeah,
2: because it's always good when 12-year-olds can be handling alcoholic beverages. <laughs> yes. It's always good entertainment.
1: You know what, 1976, that's the way we did shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how
2: we rolled back then. Um, but yeah, he has, his, he has his epiphany. I mean, uh, that's yeah. uh, central it, it, to... you know. <clears throat> it's, it's not an unexpected... Unex- Inning, I guess, but it's kind of refreshing that you know he, he he comes across as this crusty old dude, but he has a you know he's got a soul at least. Whether, yeah. You know, um. What a great uh, marathon was fantastic. Yeah. In. Yeah. He was great. Um. So yeah, I remember this growing up. I didn't see it in the theater or the drive-in or whatever. I saw but, it at the drive-in. But I, yeah. Yeah. Um, My sister been, took
1: me. And my sister, I mean Scotty's sister, yeah, or her mother, yeah. Right. Uh, 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 <laughs> I was going to say that doesn't
0: math no, out. No, doesn't math out. At
1: all. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say that uh, she bought into the trailer that it was a kids' movie, mm-hmm. and yes, did not expect mm-hmm what she yeah what she got <laughs> yeah, I mean I was what I was I, I was not a tiny toddler at the time right but, you were a teenager yeah.
2: right so um but it was good. I remember it it to me it was one of those things I look you look back on as I saw it's like a lot of the 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 kid the movies growing up that I saw that I remember. This is one of them, especially being such a young kid. It Cra- kind of it-
0: Crazy side note Jodie Foster was supposed to play Amanda. I can see that.
1: I, I can, can see that. Oh, and she end see up, that. she yeah. ended up
0: uh, doing Taxi Driver instead.
1: Oh, fuck. Well, well, that, I mean, worked, that worked Jesus, out probably better. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker also tried out for it.
1: Really? Yes. I, I don't see that working. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Now. We have an exclusive. <laughs> Scotty is going to take the lead on a, a, a on on a subject here, uh, which is it? Uh
0: well, I'm still waiting on the Uber since you guys kicked me out.
1: <laughs> so while you're waiting,
0: <laughs> so while, So while I'm waiting, we might as well talk about angels in the outfield. You
1: already got a Spears. So. <laughs> yeah. angel uh, now this i am just guessing that you are going with the Danny Glover remake instead of the 1953 original correct okay correct. that would be on, i guess also
0: i didn't know there was original
1: there was <laughs> so what year did the
2: was it in the 90s well yeah it's the 90s <laughs> Done. Were
1: there movies before the 90s? Dude. <laughs> what a silly question. I mean. Wow. We're kicking you out too. <laughs> now I know the original 1953, I I want to think had Ray Moland in it. Mm. But that you. has nothing to do with this. This was Danny Glover, correct?
0: 1994.
1: 1994. Okay. Danny, Danny Glover, correct? Danny
0: Glover, correct. correct. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was uh, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, who played the angel.
1: You know, you had me at Tony Danza,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and you had me at Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Jason Gordon Levy. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Now, Christopher Lloyd, I, are, are you don't, you don't like him? No, I do love it. I, oh, okay. I, no, so, I was,
0: yeah, I was gonna be
1: being completely facetious <laughs> was, on, oh, on Tony, Tony Danza. I know.
2: <laughs>
0: I, no, I was, I
1: like, I was, I was going to get offended,
0: but I'm the, a fan uh, Christopher Lloyd.
2: I'm a fan uh, yeah. of Taxi. Uh, uh, I,
1: I love Christopher Lloyd.
2: <laughs> In Taxi and uh, yeah. everything. Uh, obviously, the Backs of the Future stuff, but yeah. Oh, Christopher Lloyd's national treasure. He is. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, what do you got? Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so, your synopsis is listing everybody that's in the movie. Correct, correct,
3: correct.
0: That's what happened to a when well I'm thought out ploy. Under researched and over over alcohol.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: This is why I don't take the lead. This is why you, you kick me out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I've got no notes. <laughs> I've got Google and IMDb. Oh. This is why I do the research during the episode.
1: Well, should we talk quickly a uh, 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 little bit about uh, banging the Drum Slowly? Yeah, let's... Uh, 1973... Robert De Niro, De Niro, um, uh, Michael Moriarty. Michael Moriarty, uh, who, through my research, I found out is not a villain in uh, the Sherlock novels. <laughs> 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 um, you also had uh, uh, Vincent Gardinia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Foster, who played Laverne's dad in Laverne and Shirley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, he's it, 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 basically centered around um, uh, Duval, or, or uh, uh, De, Niro. De Niro, who is a baseball player of limited... Uh, he's a catcher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he has limited ability and is... Sort of mentally incompetent. Right, here. right. That's the whole. Like the, yeah, right. he's he's not a very bright guy. Right. And De Niro, oh my God, uh, he's pretty much an unknown at this point, mm-hmm. and delivers an amazing mm-hmm.
2: performance here. Yeah, he's a he's a couple way he's a couple years away from Taxi Driver. Yes. at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 1970, way early in his career. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you, you talk about playing that kind of role. You know, you, you think of, like, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of. It's got to be a difficult role to play. Yes. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But I remember it was. To me, it was a little odd. It was a little bit
1: different than. It's the, very. I mean it's it's uh, I think it's it's pretty impactful um man it I, it's it's a pretty serious note it it's it's uh, Scott
0: got any insight on this <laughs> I I had never heard of it
1: I've never heard of this one Okay now since we've been talking on baseball Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we can stop talking about uh, pop culture, movies or otherwise, without at least acknowledging the Evan Costello skit of Who's on First? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Now, uh, so, from. I was researching this earlier and. Evidently, they started working on this skit when they got together in 1936. And I read a quote from um, uh, Bud Abbott's widow mm-hmm. that Bud Abbott had actually been working on this with his partner before he got with Lou Costello. Really? Who Lou Costello was basically—I mean, the nucleus of. That Mm -hmm. whole skit. Right. Um, I can't tell you how many variations of the skit have turned up in TV and movies. To me, the
2: skit is like, it it always gave me a headache. Because I couldn't follow it. It was just so, it
1: was clever. It was clever, but but the performance was, I mean, it was, was the 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 timing timing was, holy shit. Yeah. I mean it was click click click. Yeah, that
2: should be yeah, that should be a case study in com comedic timing if yeah. for nothing else, you know, the whole timing. Um but yeah, I always as a as a you know, I, my first exposure to that was as a kid like everybody else. Right. You know, whatever whenever you happen to be a kid, that's when you kind of come across it. And I just remember I, I'm confused as hell I don't know what's going on here and then as I got older you know the whole who's on first what's on second I don't know who's on third right like, Okay. Now, it, now if you substitute those phrases for nouns it's like okay now I can put that together in my head and make it makes a lot of sense and now it's funny you know
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I the, the skit you know what kills me so I've tried to show my kids the skit mm-hmm. and they they Dead face man. out. Eh. I don't get it. Because from the time I was a little kid till now, I can watch it now and think, holy shit, this is great.
2: Yeah. You know, maybe maybe some it's not doesn't carry maybe that style, I don't know if it's a style of comedy it doesn't carry over. Is what,
0: like funny? <laughs>
2: The funny the funny <laughs> style over. <laughs> I, I I
1: mean I, I I think everything about that skit is fucking gold. Yeah, it's good. It's a classic for a reason. I mean people still talk you know, about it. You it. know, it's uh, the the Library of Congress it's it's in their uh national recording registry. Mm-hmm. The line, uh, who's on first, is listed in the American Film Institute's top 100 most memorable movie lines. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I guess I can see that. Uh, Evan Costello performed this skit uh, three to four times for FDR in person. <laughs> really? Yes. Three or four times? Yes.
0: I mean It's because he couldn't Rewind it
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's
0: true.
1: Wow That's, that's uh, Okay good... Now let, let's go through The lineup Okay First base
3: mm-hmm.
1: Who Who's on okay. all first Alright Second base What? What Yep Third base I don't know Yep Left field I don't remember left field. Why? Why?
2: I didn't know there was anything beyond the infield. Yeah, yeah, that's center
1: really. Because <laughs> pitcher tomorrow. Because there was a whole thing where okay, who's pitching tomorrow?
2: <laughs> who's pitching what? tomorrow?
1: You, you're gonna tell me tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> tell me today. No, that's a catcher. <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize. I forgot. And then uh, the the culmination of the uh, uh, the the whole skit is the shortstop. Mm -hmm. Then -hmm. who's the shortstop? I don't give a damn. (laughs) (laughs) I've had too much to
0: drink to figure this out. I
1: I I think that it uh, that it, it is one of the most brilliantly brilliantly ex- ex- executed comedy things of all time yeah it's it's i mean this thing holy shit i i have no idea how many times they've done it but i know at least 4 <laughs> <laughs> well i know they started in 30 well 36 um in 1945, it was in a movie. I used to know the movie, but yeah, that it was uh, it, in a movie. So, my God, I, the, so they did that for forever. But my God, they had it down.
2: Yeah, I would think you'd have to rehearse that
1: over and over, over. Over, I can't, over. can't imagine. imagine how Good many because uh, the timing was. Everything. It was crazy. I mean, you know... Uh, I don't know. Uh, people don't know. Uh, John and I are in a, a, a shitty band together. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and he knows the the amount of times that we have to rehearse right. to be a shitty band. Right. It takes but, time to be shitty. But... To Double think that, of the good. amount of time it takes for Evan Costello to right. create a, 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 an act like that, right?
2: And you got to think they had somebody probably coaching along. Like there was, it wasn't just the two of them in a room. They probably had some sort of. I'm, I'm sure there were writers, yeah, uh, you helping know, with the timing and some, making suggestions. And I'm
1: guessing. Well, I don't know. At the time, I think. Once it was past the writers and on to Abbott and Costello, I think it was basically Abbott and Costello. Hmm. I, I don't think they had any coaches or anything back then. I think it once it got past the writer to the artist, then it was the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, that that has become part of the quintessential part of baseball lore. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, part of the lexicon. Yeah. Part of the
2: vocabulary is the the skit with the who's like on the, like the poem Casey at the Bat. You got the you know yes. the who's on first skit you know yeah um
1: that's but that's yeah yeah I mean I I, I think uh, that shit still weighs on everything we that uh, that we have now
2: yeah. Yeah, remember the 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 Korean player that they his name was H U and there was a meme not too long ago where it's like now we know it's any who's, who, on any, first. who's on That's first. That's right. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so there's your there's your it may, if it made its way into a meme in the 20th, 20th century twenty first century so yeah.
1: Oh, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Hope everybody enjoyed learning everything there is to know about sports movies. I know I did. This (laughs) this was it. We we handled it all tonight. There's There's nothing to be learned. Yes, you know it all now. Okay, we might have more sports movies coming up later. (laughs) I love sports. (laughs) 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 But again, thanks for hanging out with us. John, do you have fun? I had fun. I always have fun, man. Alright. My Uber's here. (laughs) (laughs) Then get the fuck out. (laughs) Peace! (laughs) See ya! Later.
0: So, I've realized I've been kicked out of every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need to be kicked out of every episode.
1: Child's play, man. No, I'm sorry, I'm oh,
2: yeah. It's not bad trumpet playing.
1: I'm so happy I found this song. Oh
2: yeah! Yeah, too, for free and all.
3: different Different, than pretty much anything yeah